Hi, I'm Scott Corelli. And I'm Zach Luna. This year, Spider-Man finally joins the Marvel Cinematic Universe in Spider-Man Homecoming. But 15 years ago, the friendly neighborhood webhead hit the big screen for the first time ever. Introducing Spider-Man Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze and celebrate the Spider-Man movies one minute at a time. Starting with Sam Raimi's web-slinging debut, we discuss everything from genetically engineered super spiders to wall-crawling heroics. Join us as we navigate the great power and great responsibility behind every single minute of Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. Spider-Man Minute, available at DuelingGenre.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, Chris Dobrowski. Hey, everybody. Thanks for making a long drive back. Yeah, it's, a, it's 45. It's a little bit past my normal uh, tolerable rate. but My normal work commute, and <laughs> you can't do it one day. Actually, five days, right? Five days, yes, right. yeah. First day was more than enough, though, I'll tell you. <laughs> All right, well, today we're knocking out minute 23, which begins with Rocky finishing his long goodbye and ends with Rocky barging into an occupied bathroom. <laughs> so Rocky's finally wrapping this up, telling Adrian he's going to go home and make up a new joke for her tomorrow, and I can just hear her eyes rolling. <laughs> <laughs> well, the last joke was such a... Uh, the shell shock was boom, such boom, a boom. great, great joke that I, if you're her, I mean, are you looking forward to saying maybe it'll get better one day, or you're just like, ugh, let's make up another joke. Crickets. Yeah, so I'm gonna go with it, but just nothing there. <laughs> so he says goodnight to Adrian, and she actually she she shows a little confidence here when she says goodnight, Rocky. This this right here. It, first of all, before we get to that though, the joke. Who? I who, who, going back to the turtles. Turtle, no, I'm or, just uh, shell like, shock. Who, who, who's like she hasn't been receptive to any of your jokes, your conversation, or whatever, and you're gonna keep on trying, and you're gonna try with. You know, I'm going to go home and make up a joke. I'm going to tell you a joke tomorrow. I'm going to make one up. Like, who, I'm, who does that? Have you ever, was that ever, you're, you know, you're meeting a girl, you're talking to a girl. Have you ever said, I'm going to go home and make up a joke? No, I don't make up jokes. Apparently, obviously not. And now, this is before the internet, so it's not like you could go looking up uh, pickup lines, you know, on a website or anything like that. It might be better off, but. You would have to probably go to the library or something to look up. It's probably a lot to look up a joke. Nowadays, we yeah. probably just look one up real quick and. Or we all had those 101 jokes books uh, like yeah. when you were a kid. You know, there's a million good jokes. Rocky wow. just doesn't have any material. No, nothing. As far as, uh, quote-unquote, inventing jokes, like he said he did. Right, the first one. Did he make up the shell shock? Yeah, he made up shell shock, right? Yeah, he made it up. Mary was rehearsing in the mirror. A lot of mirrors in the, in the show. Well, the mirror, you know, like, yeah, he's doing the mirror joke with the turtle, doing the mirror the mirror scene here, mm-hmm. there's going to be a couple more that we're going to talk about. Well, mirrors are a metaphor for looking back. <laughs> <laughs> we're going right back to the metaphors. Yeah, last episode was as deep as we get. You can't lie to the mirror. The mirror shows you who you really are. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. <laughs> wow. So, so. 
Look at that. So for the first time, Adrian shows a slight, <laughs> slight bit of interest, a little bit of life in Adrian, a little bit of interest here, right? Or is it relief that he's finally leaving? No, no. I've look. I've seen love before. I've she seen she it. follows. She like watches him out the door. And she, she gets so excited right yeah, there. Yeah. She gets so mm-hmm. when he's leaving. This is not. I'm happy you're leaving. Leave. This is not. Thank God you're leaving. Leave. This is. I, I don't understand why she hasn't been talking the whole time. Because this, this is like a sweet, innocent goodbye, Rocky. Mm-hmm. You know, like I enjoyed our time together. I enjoyed our conversation. Even though I was too shy to say anything. Right. Maybe, I, she, maybe she wanted that walk home. I, I do really feel like she actually wants him to stay, even though he's saying goodbye. And she obviously hasn't really helped him out at all in this conversation. But that look, you know, the look up, the turn, you know, her tone of voice, they get all... Sounds like, hey, stay around for a little bit longer. Don't leave yet. Yeah, everything she set up until this point has been like quiet and mousy, yeah. reserved. Right. But she actually speaks. She, you know, good projection. <laughs> but it, it's definitely her first bit of interest. Like this is, we can see now that maybe, maybe she's just shy. Maybe there's something else. Going on, but she looks genuinely interested in, in him at this point. And she says, "Good night, Rocky." Seems sweet, sincere. I like it. I like. It. I'm glad she finally came around. That Adrian probably took him. You know. Years. The years, and yeah. she definitely watches him, you know, you can see her, oh, she's turning her head more as she as he's walking away. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, she watches him walk, yeah, walk out. walking away. So we cut to the Lucky 7 Tavern, located at 2800 Orms Street in Philadelphia. It was owned by the Sullivan family, bought in uh, 1970. Before that, it was called Thompson's on the Hill. Uh, the owner, Arlene's son, Brian... You know, he did an interview where he said he watched them filming from across the uh, the railroad tracks. You can actually see the, the, the homes on the other side. I think you got to back up a little bit. Okay. On the other side of the tracks, there's like a building back yeah, there. That's a... that's where the owner and the family lived. Really? Yeah. Went on to become uh, the King's Inn, ultimately demolished in the 1980s. And all that remains is an empty lot at the corner of Orms, Somerset, and Tusculum Street. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tusculum Street is, we learned early on, that's where... The singers on the corner were, and where Rocky's apartment is. So all this, I don't know if it's meant to take place in like one block away from from the other locations, but it certainly was filmed that way. Was that when you're saying his family? Was that Brian Sullivan? It was Brian yeah. Sullivan. Yeah. Yes, yes. Right. You want total Rocky? I, I did. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I stumbled across some of this info too, but I, but I mean, it would be like this, right? I mean, you're a small town guy. You got your your local dive bar. Your house mm-hmm. is across the street. You stumble from the bar to the gym. Back to your house, to the pet store. I mean, this is what you're doing, right? So like, all within it. walking distance. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is why I don't want to drive 45 minutes to get here. I, just, <laughs> you know, I, I, got I need a block from my house, so that's it. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. <laughs> but there was some, I was reading this earlier today. Oh, was this in Rocky Balboa? Uh, the the, the, uh, the, the, the new location is, is uh, in the Rocky Balboa, in the updated version. Uh, Although even that now is not even called, from my understanding, isn't even called Lucky Seven Tavern anymore. Uh, he sold it with some memorabilia stuff. If I, uh, unless I'm jumping ahead, if you got anything. No, no. It's still it, it's still in the the same neighborhood though, right? Because I think they uh, said it was on Kensington. Yeah, there's actually a debate about the interior of this bar, whether this scene even took place in this bar. Uh, the Sullivan kid supposedly says that it took place in a McCarty's on Kingston Avenue. Oh, Kingston. Kingston. Kingston Ken- Avenue. No, Kensington. Kensington. Sorry, Kensington. Jesus. Avenue. All right. Well, you know, I'm not from it's there. It's Jamaica. You know? But according to the director, <laughs> DVD says uh, it happened in L.A. So 
Well, what you know, the debate on the interior of the bar. Yeah, and this uh, what the DVT director said that it was in Los bar in Los Angeles. That seems I don't know. Seems a little far fetched, right? Well, the gym, the uh, gym scenes that were filmed inside a, a gym in Los Angeles, so it could be. Uh, all right. But I don't know why there's so much controversy over this. Where, where was it filmed? Can they just ask the director where'd you film the? He's, he's not alive anymore, is he? Allison died. Yeah. Well, can they ask somebody that was there? Like maybe I don't know, Sylvester Stallone. Hey, like, where were you filmed? <laughs> We, can we settle this? Well, I think uh, half our audience dropped out because this conversation <laughs> sucks. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll come back. So go ahead. Lucky seven. All right. So Drunk is passed out on the sidewalk outside the bar. Rocky scoops him up and very easily tosses him over his shoulder and uh, brings him inside the bar. Now, that guy right there is Lloyd Kaufman, the pre-production supervisor of the movie. Really? Yeah. They just uh, needed, a, needed a drunk to sit outside the bar, and that guy said, I'll do it. Is he really drunk? <laughs> no, he really <laughs> plays. <laughs> Look at that him face. Him and, and the guy talking to himself when it's they come lefty, in. Yeah. Lefty, they both play a fantastic drunk in their acting right now. <laughs> so Rocky tells Lefty he has a friend for him. But, but this this <clears throat> plays up to what we've been talking about. The Rocky's really a compassionate, nice guy. Like, he didn't have to bring the drunk in. What about, there's another drunk there. Somebody over here that he didn't bring. Yeah, down the street a Why don't you go get that one? Um, but this shows the Rocky's <laughs> compassion. Like, it's a cold night. He knows it's cold. The guy's drunk. Who who you know who would be that nice to bring the guy inside the bar and sit and put him down in the seat? I can name one guy. Rocky. Rocky. Or really is a bar a place for a drunk? I should probably should have. Oh, we called him a cabin to come home. But. <laughs> now this now now what a contrast between Rocky's demeanor at the pet shop and Rocky in the bar. Obviously, he feels comfortable here. Everybody knows him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's talking to, to the drunk lefty who's talking to himself. You know, the, the bartender already has a beer waiting for him. The chick at the bar chats him up for a second. And it's just, he's he's more in his element, much more in his element than he was at the pet shop. But you see, uh, I was I was trying to look a little bit in the background. There's a, a fight poster on the wall. I know it's hard to see here, but mm-hmm. on the DVD I was able to see it, the Blu-ray. It's uh, Frazier versus Quarry. That's what it says. Mm-hmm. Frazier versus Quarry, they had their first meeting in uh, on June 23rd, 1969. Frazier won in the seventh round, and that fight was named Fight of the Year. I never heard of this. Um, I don't know where, fight? The hell, where the hell his first name is. I had it, but I will, oh, no, no, no. All right. But they had, uh, it, that fight was named Fight of the Year. Um, they had the second meeting on June 17th of 74, where Frazier won in the fifth round. Now, this poster has to be from that second meeting, that 74 fight, because underneath the main event, the undercard was Bob Foster versus George Ahumada, mm-hmm. and uh, that fight ended in a draw. Completely uninteresting bit of information, but... Wow. But, you know, I while I was watching the scenes trying to get ready for this, uh, there are a lot of these fight posters scattered Everywhere. all over the other... And yeah. they go for about four or five different years they're taking place. So, like, I don't know... Where they just do they pull them up and throw them up on scenes to have that that boxing feel, or if this is obviously supposed to be something more, you know, to it. Uh, I mean, you have seventy four was the fight you're talking about, uh, and a couple other scenes, seventy three I found, and a seventy five. So, mm-hmm. you know, different fight posters, but it has a nice touch. You know, the that, bar would have that up for sure. Those two, um, those two uh, Frazier versus Quarry fights were at at Madison Square Garden. Yeah. So it's not like they're putting a poster up to advertise the fight in Philadelphia. Right. It's just like like a, a memento. Mm-hmm. Um, That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. From, from the fight. Were, were these 
you think these posters were already in the bar and it's just like a boxing town and it's very popular in this neighborhood so they have these posters up or do you think they put them up to add a little boxing there's as as rocky walks across there's a lot of yes they're all over it's... a lot of boxing uh, memorabilia so maybe it had some but i also think they might have added Added more just to show how what a fighting city it is, how popular fighting is. Brian Sullivan, if you're listening, can you yeah, give, give us a call, call or go on our Facebook page and let us know the answer? But it, yeah, I mean this this the fact that he comes in, everybody knows. You know, when he walks the streets, everybody knows. Remember, he asked you you fight last night. It seems like this neighborhood is very into boxing. And and as when I was doing research for the you know we had talked about in the pilot, I believe Philadelphia was a big boxing town back in the mm-hmm. 60s, 70s, which uh, you know even sooner than that. Until Atlantic City came around and yeah, you kind of stole that. their scene. So you got a jukebox, you got a pinball machine, all the pictures and boxing All the posters. dive bar standards, right? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah. Pinball machine, jukeboxes, and boxing posters. What else could you want? Get Where's a beer and you're good to go. Remember the um, the old school cigarette machine where you had to pull the hat? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's in there hiding somewhere. Probably. Has to be. What about this? Who's this other drunk? Did you... Uh... I couldn't find anything on him. He, um... Is talking to himself at the uh, yeah. when they come in. <laughs> yeah, yes. Not not just talking to himself, but a full blown <laughs> conversation with pointing and everything. Yeah, he was he was very passionate about. It. So uh, Andy, the bartender, has a beer waiting for Rocky. Rocky asks if he's seen Paulie, and uh, Andy says, "Yeah, he's in the steam room." Rocky just came from the steam room at the gym. Mm, I think it's a different steam room. Okay, I think it's the same. So Andy. Um, is Don Sherman. He was in Rocky, Rocky Three, Rocky Five, and Rocky Balboa. He's only credited as Andy in Three Five and Balboa. He's only bartender here. Oh yeah. He's done mostly TV episodes, but one that stuck stuck out. He did an episode of Night Court, and his character was Angry Man with Eye Patch. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know you've made it. And he died in 2012 at oh, 80 years old. Kidding. So pour some out for uh, for good old Don Sherman. There's there's other. Um... There's a lot of boxing memorabilia, not just boxing posters, but a lot of boxing memorabilia on this wall here. There's a little dancing uh, plaque with mm-hmm. two fighters hugging each other. Yeah. Yeah, just some other pictures of just random boxers, it looks like. But I don't know, this other poster here now, it's behind Andy, the bartender. It looks like it's just stuck over other things, which makes it, it was making yeah, me think that maybe it's up. just, like, you know, props for the movie, and the mm-hmm. bar didn't have it originally, but that one I couldn't really make out what it was uh, pertaining to. Brian Sullivan, call us. Please, we need some answers here. We don't, he doesn't have our phone number. Well, hit us up on Facebook or uh, the Twitter. Yeah, there you go. Um, all right, so the female bar patron asks Rocky, what's with the eye? Rocky says, I've been fighting. She tells him, I hope you won at least. Catchphrase alert, catchphrase alert. <laughs> yeah, I did real good. You should have seen me. We should have a catchphrase jingle every time he says one of these. Uh, Something, right? The bell. We'll, we'll be busy. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> What what is this girl doing in this bar? There's we're, we're at a bar. There's two drunk guys here. There's two drunk guys at the table. There's two guys sitting at the bar, and then uh, you know an attractive young lady just sitting at this bar by herself. Well, you remember the um, the resurrection scenes with the females in attendance that are just mm-hmm. booing and and catcalling and everything. It's just she's that's, dressed nice. I don't know. What do you expect her to be be home with babies in the crib and? She's out drinking, partying. I understand that. Philly style. This is where you, you, the Lucky Seven. This is where you're you're coming dressed up. 
<laughs> what day of the week is this? Do we even know? Like, I mean, it might not be the night to go out. I'm like, I'm just hitting up the dive bar on a Wednesday night. Here we are. It is a Wednesday, it's a Wednesday night. It's yeah. definitely a Wednesday night. Do we, how do we know that? We know that for sure. Well, we're gonna find out in a couple seconds. Oh, no, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, then there you not go. seconds, but we're gonna find out shortly that it is Wednesday night without a doubt. And didn't you, um, the night of the fight, you looked up what day of the week, November twenty fifth, nineteen seventy five was? Yeah. This is the day. It's the next day, which is Wednesday, but. We'll, we'll get to that. So as we'll as Rocky's walking towards the the steam room, um, you hear the TV saying heavyweight champion of the world Apollo Creed at Kennedy Airport, in New York. And this is I know we, we mentioned it a few times in the script that there were scenes where other characters were talking about Apollo Creed fight the night before mm-hmm. that were cut out. So this is actually the first time we hear the name Apollo Creed. Right. The guy playing uh, there's a guy playing pool asks uh, Rocky who he fought. Rocky says Spider Rico. He goes, Jesus, is that guy still around? Now this is, is this like a slap in the face to Rocky? Like this guy doesn't think much of Spider Rico. Well, apparently Rocky doesn't think much of this guy either, so I don't think... Right, because he grabs the cue ball just as he's about to shoot and rolls it across the table. But Rocky, you know, again, catchphrase, he says, yeah, he's doing real good. He's doing better. <laughs> doing better than you are, that's for sure. <laughs> so so he yells, yells into the bathroom, hey, Paulie, did you lock the door? And he breaks in. Yeah, it's locked. It's a bathroom. <laughs> is, it a, is it a single-person bathroom? I mean, there's a whole scene filmed inside it. So I don't know. I mean, it, it might not be that way. But why would you lock the door in a dive bar bathroom? We've all been there before. But Yeah, why wouldn't you lock the door? <laughs> Even if it's a, you know, a two-person stall. like you, you know, If it's locked, it's locked for a yeah, reason. Probably. You know? Paulie, I'm sure, is taking care of business in there. <laughs> I bet he is. Did you look up this fight, Artis and Evans? Uh, I actually did that one. Yes, I did. I, uh, kind of dress it in the next one, but oh yes, am I getting ahead of myself? Nah, that poster. Uh, that was a 1975, October 28th. Uh, Jerome Artis and Alfonso Evans. It was in the Blue Horizon, which uh, was a venue in Philly. And uh, it was voted as the number one boxing venue by The Ring magazine when it was around. And really? uh, SI called it the last great boxing venue in America. And really? It was closed in June 2010. So, uh, All these places are closed now. Everybody, you know, Madison Square Garden, big fight spot. You know, you're Vegas, obviously. You know, I think now you're not going to get like a small town boxing venue feel to it. You know? Well, as we... You know, we already talk about it here and, and in the pilot when Atlantic, I believe it was 1976, 1977, mm-hmm. when Atlantic City started hosting boxing and that kind of killed the Philadelphia boxing scene because everybody went to the casinos because, you know, you can gamble right there, you can watch the fight, get dressed up. It's really, I, I think at this point, Vegas kind of has the has Now, the yes, but Atlantic City used to be. I mean, I was watching some old Mike Tyson fights the other day. They were all in Atlantic City. That was a, a big mecca, but I think Las Vegas has the... Uh, Corner of the market on, mm-hmm. on boxing. I'd say so. Right, so. I, Anything else? I was going to say, I think they're, the only thing I've seen in all the posters is that the at least one or two of the boxers are normally from Philly. So that's the only, like, continuity oh. I can see. You know what I mean? Like, it's not always a place in Philly, but it seems like the fighters are all from Philly. One of these guys, I can't remember which one, was from Philly. Uh, Frazier from Philly, you know, and a couple other ones, so. Well, that makes sense as to why their, their posters are up then. You're giving a shout-out to the local boys. Yeah. 
local boys that done good. But also, the, the world was obviously a lot smaller back then with no, I mean, there was no pay-per-view, there was no internet, so probably this is all they knew, like the box, the Philly boxing circuit. Mm-hmm. I'm sure New York and California had a similar type of scene. Sure. Boxing, yeah. boxing scene. All right. Well, if that's all that you guys have, uh, you folks out there, thanks for tuning in, and you can join the discussion on our Facebook listeners page, uh, Mighty Mix. You know, we're talking Rocky, anything and everything about Rocky that you want to talk about, hit up the page and we'll be there. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Rocky Minute. And catch up on DuelingGenre.com with all the other projects that are going on over there. So it's quite the spectacle to see. So come back tomorrow, and we'll continue with Minute 24 on the next Rocky Minute.